Hey, you. Yeah, you. You here for the show? Cool. Let's go over a couple rules. First, welcome and buckle up. Second, the views and opinions expressed do not reflect the views and opinions of the station sponsors or musical affiliations. And last, but not least, if you should choose to stay, just remember, we warned you, and you're not responsible for the loss of any life, limbs, or mental stability. of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings. Listening to tapdetroit.com, and this is the Odd Pod. And with me, as uh, most times, most is of the time. most of the time, most of the time, I think. Yeah, when I remember. <laughs> well, sometimes even when you're here, you're not here. Yeah, that's just true too. <laughs> uh, sitting in the co-host chair is uh, the one and only Ace, and also back with us again is the one, the only Mister Doctor Cookie. Glad to be back. I'm happy to see you, Cookie. Yeah, that's not normally what people say. <laughs> You're looking good for the middle of a pandemic. How's that? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's a pretty good compliment. Yeah, yeah you survived. Yeah. I'm, I'm pleased. <laughs> so far. Yeah, so I far. approve. <laughs> Odd approves, then. Now you in trouble. <laughs> so tonight is all about UFOs. We got some other stuff later on if uh, we peter out on UFOs, but given the com- company that's in the room, I can't imagine that we will. He looked at me. <laughs> well, it's because it's easier to see you than, oh, than, than wow, Cookie. Oh, that's just true, too. Um, but to show you that we are taking it seriously, Uh-oh. we did bring in a doctor. A doctor, yeah. Mr. Doctor Cookie. Mr. Doctor Cookie. So, yeah, I don't know how, how that quite works, but okay. <laughs> no, but the, the truth is out there. And whether you believe in UFOs and aliens or not, you can't deny the impact that the idea of them has had on our society as a whole. From radio shows to books to movies to TV shows uh, to art. I mean, you name it, there isn't an area of our life that hasn't been influenced by the idea of ufos and aliens it's like the human race is enamored with the ideas of beings from another world visiting us uh we are worried though will they be friendly will they bring war and strife do i have to ask for the probing or just be patient i mean if they do come all we got to do is call arnold schwarzenegger (laughs) get to the chopper but so tonight is dedicated to the idea of little green men from space so strap your spacesuits on and settle in for a ride through the stars with the odd pod oh boy we're going to space (laughs) (laughs) take that elon musk (laughs) um before we get into it though there is one thing that i i want to mention um one uh motor city candle works is offering a sale right now um 
they're dropping their price on their hand sanitizers. Uh, a two ounce bottle is only four ninety nine. Scented and handmade uh, sanitizer. Uh, so you can go to MotorCityCandleworks dot com. Their brand new shiny website. Oh boy! <laughs> um, and uh, <laughs> order it there. Um, also, Mr. Brown was supposed to be our guest this evening, but he had um, some duties to take care of in Battle Creek. Uh, he works a lot with the veterans, and so he uh, he was called away. And I I'm I'm not upset. You know. <laughs> but Mr. Brown did recently get back from, uh, he went to Florida to visit uh, friends that were having a wedding. And while he was there, he went to the amusement parks that are down there. Um, I don't remember which one's in Florida. I'm just, was he amused? Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing. I hope so. But he did, however, pick me up a souvenir. Oh, yeah? Now, it is widely known that... I have unique tastes, and my friends are, are pretty much under the understanding that if they go out, uh, like out of the state, or they go on vacation, and they see something that's a little odd, they pick it up. Uh, so I'm taking this not a shirt that says my friend went to Florida and all I got was a stupid shirt. No, oh, okay. no, <laughs> just check. So, Mr. Brown knew this, and early on in our our working friendship and 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 whatnot, uh, he went to Vegas. Right. And when he came back, he brought me cards from the strip, the the brothel cards. You know, oh, where yeah, they, they got the girls on. Yeah, that. they got uh, a naked chick on either side, and their name, and you know the uh, phone number. Yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully, what happened in Vegas stayed in Vegas. Well, the cards came back, so the cards didn't stay well, in hopefully Vegas. Hopefully, nothing else came back with them. I no, we sanitized the cards. <laughs> what that sanitation station? Um, yeah, that's no, yeah. We'll Can't get there. <laughs> I'm excited about the sanitation station. <laughs> Anyways, so he brought me back those cards, and he's like, I hope you don't mind. These seemed a little odd and right up your alley. And I was like, I'm a pervert, and I'm weird. These are cool. <laughs> so anyways, Mr. Brown, once again, has gone on vacation. To Florida. Now, because of him being in Florida and being at the amusement park. Oh, wait. Did he bring you a gator bump? No. Oh. And being around people. Um, we had initially aired on the side of caution, and we were going to do the interview over the phone. Right. Um, because, you know, it's Florida. <sighs> um, but things changed, and that's why he's not even here for that. But he did pick me up something, and he mailed it to me, and it showed up the other day. Cool. Now, in the package, there was a, a, a bag of our favorite scent from his, which is Alpina Verbena. Um, if you enjoy smelly stuff that smells good, um, if you like the Girl Scout cookie, lemon cookie that they have, that's the Alpina Verbena. In fact, I think she's getting it for you now so you can smell it. Oh, that does smell good. That's outside the package. Wow. Open it. You don't have to. (laughs) (laughs) That's good stuff right there. Yeah. That's my favorite scent of theirs. It's it's a very sweet and kind of warm scent. Yeah. It it says a a good, powerful smell. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can just pull one out, stick it, and leave it for about six hours without lighting it, and then it'll stink up yeah. your room pretty good. So, um, he picked me up. He sent me those. Those are obviously from here. Right. But then he also sent me this. Nice. It's a hairbrush for odd. It is. It says the bald man's hairbrush, and it's it's just a piece of wood. There's no there's no <laughs> bristles. A, there's no bristles on it. It's just a plank Smooth of wood in the shape side. of a hairbrush. But Smooth. I did tell him. He did give me. I was like, it did have an un, in, <laughs> unintended use. Uh oh. 
misuse. I knew it. No, I knew it. Squeegee on one side. <laughs> or for the world's smallest pizza. But as you can see, it works yeah. really well. Oh, and, and Odd is sitting here combing his bald head with his bald-headed brush. <laughs> Put it to use. Yeah, it worked. Your hair looks beautiful. Thanks. Did it <laughs> myself. It well, anyways, what started me on the whole uh, path for... Uh, the UFOs was I was sitting and I was I was working on something. I don't remember if it was some of the website or I was uh, writing up something. I, I was stuck here working. And when I'm working, I either will throw on YouTube in the background, which is rare, or I'll I'll run Spotify and I'll run like a jazz blues right, and jazz just something playlist. for the background. Noise. Yeah, I have found I'm very productive to blues specifically. Right. Um. Well, today, that day, I was scrolling through Facebook. I hadn't turned anything on yet, and I had seen a post that they, they have started putting up um, Coast to Coast AM on YouTube. Um, and Coast to Coast AM was a, a, radio, a call-in radio show that Art Bell was... Uh, how do you describe Art Bell? Um, I'll give you uh, some of the Wikipedia... Yeah, I'll give you some of the Wikipedia page. How about that? Art Bell um, was an American broadcaster and author. He was the founder and the original host of the paranormal-themed radio program Coast to Coast AM, which is syndicated on hundreds of radio stations in the United States. He also created and hosted its companion show, Dreamland. Coast to Coast still airs nightly. Um, so he... He was kind of one of the pioneers and hey, let's talk about the weird shit that's going on in the world. Um, and openly talk about it. What'd you find? This just fell across my hand. What is what it? Is it's a piece of hair. Huh? I shed yeah. like a motherfucker. I watched that <laughs> fall past my face and I went, Oh, it yeah. just landed on my hand. Yeah. So, anyways, the spiders attached to it. <laughs> that was weird. I saw that, and it was about the Men in Black, and the Men in Black is one of my favorite quote-unquote conspiracy theories. Right. Um. So I was like, "Cool, I'll throw this on." It was like fifty-seven minutes. I'm like, "Good, I got an hour." An hour to <laughs> yeah. So I threw that on and I was listening to it while I was working and my, my brain started going in, in a bunch of different places because it had been forever since I had heard any of it. And I started to wonder, I was like, you know, I wonder how much of what Art Bell broadcasted was true. How many of them were, were, were plants, if any, right. you know. And once I started down that path, it was like, well, you know, there there are a lot of people out there that believe in the men in black and aliens that are visiting us and, you know, that UFOs are here, you know, and there's tons and tons of, of iconography throughout history that Far depicts, back as history goes. Yeah, depicts things that... Yes, I guess if you are inclined to that slant to begin with, you could see it. But even if you're not inclined to that slant to begin with, what the fuck was that if it wasn't, you know, a UFO? What? Can I stop you here? Why? I want to explain something. <sighs> this is why you don't get married, folks. <laughs> I want them to know just how crazy this was from my side. I wake up at 6 in the morning and I hear Art Bell and it's dark as fucking here. And he's just hovering over here by the computer and I hear Art Bell and a time traveler talking. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? 
And I sit there and I look and I'm like, you know what? I'm too tired for this shit. I'm going back to sleep. So I turn over and I go back to sleep. I wake up four hours later. He's, still he's in the same position with the same, no light on, nothing. And you see just, how many windows are really yeah. here. Right. The basement is still dark. And he's still <laughs> listening to Art Bell in a different episode. It Three inches stop. from the screen. Seven <laughs> hours. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Seven hours of Art Bell going on. Do you know the dreams I had when I went back to sleep? <laughs> I didn't know okay, they were dreams. You have to deal with him in this seven hours. Yeah, you or got a seven hour break. Just let him do no, his own thing. When he wasn't quiet. He was talking back to it. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I do that too. Time. There's plenty of them here. You gotta be kidding me. <laughs> he was talking back to it. He was like, "How is that?" Re-? And he would go off on a tangent when they would say something to our bell. He would answer it, and I was not able to like function. And I finally got up. And I walked upstairs and I made myself breakfast and I come back down and I hand him a cup of coffee and he's still staring at the screen, which is, let me tell you, it's just a screen capture with Art Bell's face and just an explanation. All work stopped. And he's staring at it. This Were is you on drugs? No, no. He was completely no, sober. <laughs> but here's the thing. You know he is a little... No, no, hold on. Here's the thing. It was the tail end of of a massive week of coding and promoting and everything and else. So like, a pile of mush. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it was good wet cat food. That's what it was. That was the entire, that day he was like, we're going to talk about aliens. Yeah. <laughs> it was prime for indoctrination. <laughs> well, he messaged me. Us. I was like, what hey, of us. Welcome to the show Friday. We're doing aliens. I'm like, I'm in. Yeah. But you, Granted, I had to make sure with my girlfriend that right. we were good. This is why I had to stop you, because you're making it sound like this is a big profound thing for you. This is how you came up with this show. You didn't plan topics. We're going to do this. We're going to have a nice conversation. And no, what really happened is you're being a gremlin over there listening to Art Bell talking back to the person as if you were Art Bell. Yes. Why not? He was pausing <laughs> to allow Art Bell to normal. speak, too. Like he I don't know what was happening over here. There was no. I think you were dreaming. <laughs> you was dreaming. Go back in that. There's, a, there's no. a sliver of truth there. Because yeah, after that, that satisfaction, there's after like, that 57 minute one, there were like two hour ones. I was yeah. like, yes. There's like six, six days later. Yeah. That he just listened to straight. There was nonstop Art Bell hey, playing. I have done the exact same thing for. I mean. Days on end, go to sleep and get up and start at it again. I've seen your YouTube. I know. It's ridiculous. Well, I don't want anything to do with it. What it was, like I said, it pulled me in because it was about the Bed in Black. And the Bed in Black is, like I said, my favorite quote unquote conspiracy theory. Right. And we'll get into them a little bit later, of course. But, like, the idea of it, and there's videos and stuff around, uh, uh, like one or two, where they, they say it. It, it was a, a man in black that came in and there's some weird stuff that happens in the video and it's before people were really into staging things. So, right. but, um, no, and that's what it was is it, it sucked me in because I realized this is something that is more and more in the populace and more and more people are willing to talk about it. And every year we have, um, hundreds more or so and more sightings. Yeah. More and more abductions. More and more people coming out and saying, hey, guess what I saw? Right? Well, and wasn't it the, uh, some director in Iran, uh, I, I don't know if it was Iran or, or whatnot, it was a foreign foreign general that was saying that, you know, aliens have made contact and, and they they are, 
Yeah, they're a little pissy. The rest of the world's a little pissy at the United States because we haven't come out and said, yeah, there's aliens. Because just about everybody else has. <laughs> well, it, you know what my thing is, too, is like if there are aliens, if we've been working, if we've had like our hands on aliens technology and spacecraft and stuff like that for a while, mm-hmm. why do our rockets still look like fucking penises? But do oh, they? This is true. But think about it, people. Because we're a society they... obsessed with phallic shapes. If you go yeah. by what the government tells you, flying according to the government, our military, which runs on satellites, our whole civilization yeah. runs on satellites, military, spy satellites, communication satellites. In 2001, they want us to believe that they shut down the shuttle program, and the only way they had to service their satellites was to catch a ride with China or Russia. Bullshit. Exactly. In 2001, whatever our tech, next technology was, our spaceships came into play. Yeah. So they did away with the shuttle program, and then they went to the Aurora program, which is a take off from the ground, enter low orbit, hook up with satellites, do whatever you got to do, and then land back where you came from. Huh. It's, it's a ground-to-space technology. And we're just not going to announce it to the world. No. Have you seen the satellite images that are over the secretive base somewhere out in Nevada? 51? No, no, no. Uh, no Area no, 51, it exists, but it ain't nothing no, no more. No, there's a secretive base where you can clearly watch military vehicles always drive up to it. And like... What up, Hootis? Nondescript cars and stuff that you know are not civilians. Right. Well, the Janus flights, the Janet flights still take out of... Uh, Nevada airport every day, twice yep. a day. Yeah. It's still going on, so yeah. it's still active. Well, yeah, it's active, but there ain't nothing there anymore. So, like, I, I, I've mentioned this story a couple of times on the air over the course of the years. I grew up with a friend of, uh, I grew up with a friend um, whose dad was some form of military. I don't right. remember exactly what it was. But he was in a position where he would go undercover, and like there were multiple pictures uh, and IDs and stuff of him as different people. Like there, there was valid proof. It wasn't right. just like, hey, you know, I'm a spy. We're gonna tell you this. <laughs> he also claimed to have been inside Area 51 and had photographs that he says was in side a hangar at area 51 he was like this is the only spot they allowed me to take a picture in. and it was only because there was really nothing in the hangar that anybody could say hey make heads or something. tails of and yeah. i was like okay so what's at area 51 and he was like whatever you think is there you're wrong but you're not far off and I went, what? <laughs> I was like, I'm wrong, but I'm not far off. And he was like, that's all I'm saying is you're you're wrong, but you're not far off. It's storage of our failed attempts. Yeah. Good possibility. That's exactly what it is. And that's when he said, everything that you think might be at Area 51, if it existed, it would be over at Groom Lake, the mm-hmm. mountain range. Exactly. And I was like, is that, it does exist and that's where it is? And he said... I said what I said. Well, just back in the 70s, the Black Hawk, that's where that was tested. That's where the stealth bomber, the stealth fighter, the the uh, Raptor, all those were tested there. I mean, it's a no-brainer. But I, I, I believe that... I believe that we've known. I believe that we've known since well before Roswell. It's just... Roswell was when we could not I, I, keep it contained anymore. 
Now, you know I, I've studied into this vast and deep and went down many rabbit holes on this. I honestly don't think the U.S. government fully was aware as to how true that statement is that aliens are among us until after World War II when they did uh, Operation High Jump. There was rumored a Nazi uh, Antarctic base. Mm -hmm. So Admiral Byrd was tasked to go up there and, and remove them if they was there because there was signs that there was a base there. So we sent, and this is all documented, you can go look under public notification, public domain, that we sent a, a large task force, uh, aircraft carrier, several battleships, and all the ships that go with it, up to Antarctica to see what was going on. Well, when our ships got there, yeah, there was Nazi base, so we thought, so we started a ground assault on that Nazi base. Well, when we started that ground assault, a bunch of UFOs come flying out of there and kicked our ass, pushed back on our ships, and sent us back home. Well, it's well known that Hitler was um, not only toying with the dark arts, but um, the bell. Yeah. Yep. The, that nobody has really been able to find I think definitive that it, proof, but there's sketches and they found an area where it probably was kept. Yeah, now that bell, I think, and you can research this on your own, but it started in Germany, the bell, and it ended up in Kettsburg, Kentucky, about 18 years after the fact. Mm -hmm. it, it disappeared in Germany, and 20 years later it showed up in Kettsburg, Kentucky. Well, I mean, you've got uh, uh, areas of the South that are, are very kind of secretive and hush-hush. Um, no. Uh, you've got uh, Oak Ridge. Oak Ridge is in t Tennessee, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Not sure. Yeah. Because um, I remember when I lived down there, we didn't live far from Oak Ridge. Oak Ridge was a nuclear testing facility. Right. And, you know. <coughs> they're, they're littered all over the place. Uh-huh. And there's there's tons and tons of reports of like UFO crashes and whatnot. For those that don't know, and, and we're gonna try, we understand that a lot of our listeners might be already on the the know for some of the stuff that we're gonna talk about here in the beginning. But we're we're, we're trying to give like a surface level entry point. If if people are joining us and they're like, I kind of like UFOs, <coughs> we just want to give them a little little. We don't want to scare you. Yeah, found, <laughs> not so much that, but a foundation for something they might be able to to key in on and understand. So. The Roswell UFO incident, everybody knows that. 1947 in July, supposedly a UFO crashed in Roswell, New Mexico. Um, of course, the news reports later ended up saying uh, it was a, 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 a weather balloon and it was swamp gas that bounced off. Right. <laughs> like, um, that's no, because you know you oh, start looking. <laughs> you start looking at the pieces and the photographic evidence that did survive of what was there, and it, it really did not look like it was a weather balloon. I'm just gonna say, but after that, there was like an explosion of UFO sightings all over the rest of our history. Um, now, UFO is defined as a unidentified <laughs> flying object, so theoretically, if someone threw a pie plate in the sky and you had no idea what it was... It's unidentified. Yeah. It's flying, and it's an object. But for... Um, it's only flying because of your force, though. For definition's sake, we are going to define UFO tonight as 
uh, an extraterrestrial-looking craft. We're not going to go with the, the typical definition. We're just... Unknown flying object that doesn't appear to be man-made. Yeah, well... I... Human-made. Yeah. I, I, I... From another planet. Something that looks weird in the sky. <laughs> it's making noises and shooting me with laser beams. They want to probe me. <laughs> but after that, there were more and more. You had, uh, uh, you know, growing interest from 47. You know, there were news reports here. But really, it picked up in, like, the late 70s all the way through the mid-90s. Well, attack on L.A. when that the U.S. military opened up on a UFO uh, over Los Angeles in the late 60s, early 70s. And after that, it caught so much headlines in the L.A. news that it was reported on. Then the sighting really took off big time. And it started becoming, you know, on the TV in search of and stuff like that started covering it. Well, but as we stated, too, in the beginning, um, the uh, iconography in the past. I pulled a fucking airline pilot there just to get to where i was trying to go sorry everybody um but no in in the past like i've i've watched almost every uh episode of ancient aliens and there's there's so much stuff from the ancient civilizations that everything if it's not aliens what the fuck were they talking about yeah see i've i've chased it down looking into my christian background trying to figure out where religion come from and that always ended up with the last written, uh, first written language that we have left, the Sumerians. And the Sumerians talk about the Anunnaki, and that translates literally in from the heavens came. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, as far back as history goes, there's talk of aliens. It's just been in modern times that it wasn't cool to talk about it. It's been, you know, oh, you're a nut job if you want to talk about aliens. Well, and I've always assumed, too, that the gods were aliens. That that makes more sense to me than, you know, an invisible being that lives in the sky. You know, that that controls everything. I You you look at, like, uh, Ra and, and all set, the... Yeah, set, all of them. Yeah, the, it's all based in the same. It's like, what, like I said, I came out of the, the Christian end of it, and I knew the Bible well. And there was things in the Bible that I kind of questioned a little bit and thought, wow, that's kind of strange. And it never clicked until I watched Ancient Aliens. It was one of the very first episodes. And uh, Don Van, uh, Von Don Vonneken, what's his name? Yeah, that's his name. Close enough. He said, if you take the Bible and change the word angel to aliens... Read it again. Right. And when I did, and I just removed Angel and replaced it with Alien, I went, holy shit, now this makes a lot more sense. <laughs> well, um, so Hudis in the chat room said, Columbus saw an unidentified object on, on his voyage here. in 42. Yeah. Looked like a, a Jewish menorah. Or, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, 1492. Yep. On the day, <laughs> the day before he was to make landfall on the United States, he didn't know it. But that morning, early morning... Just before sunrise, uh, uh, seven lights come up out of the ocean. He he wrote it down in his logbook, and then that day they made landfall. See, I did not know any of that part. Yep. 
like I said, far back in history as you look, you'll find aliens. Well, and after the the Roswell incident in 47, then you have the radio event in 53 that, you know, Orson, Orson Welles. Welles put on yeah. a, the, the War of the Worlds, which it is, it is, am- I used to think that it was amazing. When I was younger and I heard about this, when I was a kid, because I've always been into aliens and, and paranormal and stuff like that, and, and I'll explain that in a few. But when I first heard about this and, and the fact that everybody believed it, it blew my mind. Like, how can you be so dumb to, to believe that? It... But I see where we are today, so I understand. Yeah. Um, but no, the original War of the Worlds broadcast, everybody thought it was real. real. Yeah, because they had been primed. They hadn't been told, well, you're stupid for believing that. Right. People are so worried about whatever the people think. They'll say, oh, man, I saw that. And then they get harassed about it a little bit. Oh, yeah, what were you drinking? What were you smoking? Blah, blah, blah. Then they don't talk about it no more, and they won't bring it up. Well, okay. Uh, show of hands, just for us in the room. Uh, and, and I intend to talk about it. I know you don't necessarily have a problem with it. But who in the room has seen something in the sky that oh, they, yeah. they can't identify? Yeah. Unidentified flying out. I have yeah. never seen one. Oh, now, I have... I believe them. I saw them all through my childhood. Yeah? Farmland. Now, I have okay. seen lights in the yeah. sky that I can't I explain. Farmland. Yeah. And I don't know if they were alien, but I have had two craft sightings, and I don't think either one of them was aliens. <laughs> Who just raised his hand? Or their hand, I should say. I don't know if Hootis is a man or a woman. Uh, but uh, I have seen... Lights in the sky behaving in a way that I couldn't rationalize. Right. Okay, so you see a light in the sky, it could be a star. could be a shooting star. could be a a meteor. Yeah, but when it starts turning and making maneuvers, it's no longer a star. And then, (laughs) not so much necessarily when it starts turning and making maneuvers, but when it starts turning and making maneuvers that don't fall in line with what I know our Planes aircraft is capable right. of. The super fast turns, the, the jerky. Yeah. 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 Alien technology. <laughs> uh, Fox says, little known fact, I've been inside the Wright-Patterson Air Force Base just outside of Hangar 18 while working in Ohio. No crazy sightings, but security was insane. Oh, yeah. I bet. That's where they took the stuff from Roswell. Hootis, if you want, you can... Uh, Oh, hey, Dan. Um, Hootis, if you want, you can share your story in the chat if you can abridge it long enough that, you know, it can make a snippet that we can read. If not, I understand. Um, No, I was in the backyard here. Oh, yeah, right here? Mm Mm-hmm. I was in the backyard, and I was hanging out with friends. We were having a bonfire. And, yes, yes, we had been drinking. Yes, we had been smoking pot. I'm not using either one of those to... I, I, I'm not going to allow those to, to be quantifiable to say, oh, you were just fucked up. No. Because I wasn't the only one that saw it. Right. And, and it, 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 was, it was me and my buddy Rob, and we both happened to be looking up at the sky at the same time. And it happened. And after it disappeared, in unison, we looked at each other. <laughs> and he's like, did you see that? And I was like, did you see that? And he was like, what did you see? I was like, "Uh uh-uh, what did you see? (laughs) Yeah, everybody wants to confirm. You tell me first. And he described what he saw, and it was exactly what I saw. It was a light that got, it was a light that that looked like a star at first. And then it got brighter, 
and then like two or three more of them showed up around it and then it started to move and as it was moving it was going to the right if i'm not mistaken and then it stopped and it stopped dead and then it it shot straight to the left and then did a zigzag straight back up to the right and there's no way a plane can do that no yep and it's not like the lights changed or anything either. Mm-hmm. Like, because you would figure, okay, it's doing a maneuver. Maybe it could be some sort of now, jet. See, I'm more impressed with that than actual. Like I said, I've seen two crafts, if you will, and I don't think either one of them were alien. I think it was us. But those, like you said, they when you see a light in the sky, because me and my brother and my cousin was standing out on his property, and it, up north it's dark, and you can see, and we was watching this. We thought it was a plane or a satellite just go across the sky, and then all of a sudden it made 90-degree turns, picked up speed, zipped across the sky, came back, stopped, and then took off. I was more impressed with that single light that I couldn't tell what it was than the crafts that I saw. See, nowadays you can't tell what's what in the sky because of all these people with these little drones drones and everything. This was before then, though. Drones first came out. Uh, We're going to take a a quick break. We're going to pay some bills real quick. Uh, The first hour is a little choppy, but stick with me, guys. Everything kind of smooths out afterwards. You're going to actually get our featured artist for this month, Jordan Allen and the Bellwethers. Um, Good group. All of the the songs are off their uh, newest album, Give My Love to Jenny. Uh, The song you're getting tonight, the first one, is The Ballad of Bud Light. (laughs) Uh, Jordan Allen and the Bellwethers, they're like this alt-country kind of indie folk band from uh, Central and Eastern Kentucky. Uh, I ran into them when I was living down there. Not my cup of tea, but a talented group of people, nonetheless. Yeah, I, I really like them. They they yeah. sound really good. It's not what you would typically get from Tap Detroit, so if this is your first time listening to the Odd Pod on Tap Detroit, understand the music's a little different. We're, we're a little odd. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, um, you're going to get Jordan Allen and the Bellwethers. They're our featured artist. If you go over to facebook.com forward slash the Odd Pod, there's a pinned post right at the top with more information about them, and you can get to them from uh, any or all... Uh, uh, of the links that are provided there and uh, my phone picked up but anyways so you're going to get Jordan Allen and the Bellwethers and then also in this block a new band to our uh, our, our roster a band called Neon Fly uh, you're going to get their song Venus and then also Don't Believe in Ghosts uh, Take You to the Wild you're listening to The Odd Pod on tapdetroit.com and we will be right back are you tired of incense that stinks? Motor City Candleworks is Metro Detroit's number one source for premium handmade incense, as well as hand sanitizer and now massage oil, with a wide array of scents inspired by Michigan cities and attractions. You're sure to find a fragrance that'll keep your love of the mitten burning all year round. Head to MotorCityCandleworks.com and order yours today. And make sure you find them on Facebook, too, for all of their upcoming sales and events. Motor City Candleworks. Michigan handmade scents that just makes sense. That smell. Twenty fourteen, I was young and lean and working for the county's 
Just in. It seems the entire planet is being overtaken by a force unlike anything we've ever seen before. Its tentacles reach across the entire globe, from Beijing to Boston, from Moscow to Madrid. There seems to be no escaping its influence. It seems life as we know it will be forever changed now that the odd pod has arrived. 
to stay up to date on all developments, and we're urging that you stay informed. You can hear the latest information about The Odd Pod by searching for it on all major podcasting platforms. Remember, we can only be as safe as we are vigilant.
Listening to the Odd Pod. Uh, welcome if you're just joining us. We're talking about UFOs tonight because, you know, why not? Whether you believe in <laughs> UFOs or aliens or not, it's always a good topic of conversation, correct? Everybody's got a UFO story. Right. With me is uh, my co host Ace and uh, my good friend and ex co host, Mr. Dr. Cookie. Yeah. Former. Former Mr. Dr. Cookie. Ex former. <laughs> you're an ex man. <laughs> co-guest host <laughs> one of my rowdy friends that i just rotate in every so often yeah, we don't have to have titles we just show up <laughs> we're here for the party what are we talking about tonight ufos oh good <laughs> yeah so before the break we were uh sharing different experiences that we had had of things that we had seen uh, i mentioned mine and uh uh ace mentioned his uh Hootis in the chat put his in and said i was chilling on my porch and there was a large triangle object in the sky with five large lights on the side it was going way too fast and it was way too large for it to have been a plane well i don't want that 
I'm curious, did it make noise? Did you hear anything? Yeah, yeah, I did. Did you hear anything? That's it. I mean, if it was that close, I would suspect you might. Well, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how far away it was. I mean, he was right. chilling on his porch. I mean, what I saw in the sky was pretty big, but I didn't hear nothing. Yeah. Well, do you have a story you want to share? Have you ever seen I anything that you want to talk about? No, I've never I seen wish nothing. I did. Okay, I was just checking. Yeah, like, I, I wish, like, the Men in Black movies, I wish shit like that was, like, dead on. Yeah. The, I the, mean, it could be. The large dark triangle that he's talking about, i seen something like that, and that's probably about three years ago when I was up north working for my brother. I was staying in his fifth wheel out in the field mm. behind his house. And uh, I woke up, and, you know, the sewer's not hooked up, so I just go outside. It was summertime, and I... I don't know, it was somewhere between 2 and 4 in the morning, and I was standing out there alongside the trailer going to the bathroom, and I looked up at the stars because it's just enormous sky up there, and all of a sudden I just saw a big black spot in the sky, and I said, where's the stars? And then I realized this giant triangle shape is moving, and it was more like kind of like a boomerang shape. And then I got to look at it, and there was lights on the three corners of it. But that was it. And what was kind of strange about it that kind of made me think it was something is is when the when it go to black out the star, the star would like dip or 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 bend a little bit before it would disappear, like some kind of cloaking device, maybe. Like if you added a cartoon noise to it, it would be the pew. And and from where I was standing and from what I saw and the size of this thing, it was football fields long down each wing. And it was probably, it's hard to judge height at night. So, you know, but it was huge. And it was pretty much directly within a mile of me. I didn't hear a thing. Not, and what I really found strange is at night when you're outside, crickets and frogs and 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 deer and you dead know, silence no, wasn't dead it? silent, dead silent. It was, it was exactly, it was strangely silent. Well, who just said it was about two blocks away? No engine noise. There was a sonic boom, though. See, oh wow, it doesn't it doesn't make noise as it's traveling because it's not being propelled by anything that makes noise. So. I suspect that's our technology. Whisper quiet. Right. Tell it's bizarre to see that. Tell them about all the shit we saw in Tucson. Well, but we were near an Air Force base, though. Like, I can, that was weird shit. I can I easily care. explain Probably anything. Aurora. Yeah. I, we were uh, near uh, Davis Monthan Air Force Base. And uh, anything. Awesome base. Th- yeah. Anything that I, I saw in the sky, I immediately just attributed to them. Like, there was just no question. Yeah, that closed the airbase. Because here's the thing. (laughs) You know how, where we live, airplanes are constant. Mm -hmm. Commercial aircraft. I didn't see a single one. And there's an airport in Tucson, but I never saw a commercial aircraft in the sky. My brother's house is within 10 miles of Warsmith Air Force Base. So, yeah. And it's not active, wink, wink. Yeah. Well... uh, Davis Monthan is, you know, and they also have the airplane graveyard there. Oh yeah, uh, which is that's uh, cool. I'd it, like to see that. It's it, it's impressive, but it's also like damn, it's wasteful my tax money. Yeah, <laughs> there it is on display. Take a look at it. Yep. Give us a nickel, you can take a tour. 
how many black helicopters you have to see for it to become normal? Become <laughs> normal quickly. Hey, that one ain't got no markings on it. Yep. <laughs> yep. Nothing new. Yeah. Stealth yeah. copters. I've seen them. No, no markings, which is against the law. But well, when you make the laws, you can do whatever we, you want. Evidently, yeah. And just talk to Congress. Apparently, they just have Sylvester Stallone going, "I am the law." You do the chopper. <laughs> you do the chopper. <laughs> but uh, yeah, living there, it, it was weird. There, there was a lot of weird stuff you'd see. But uh, the the cool thing, I guess, there too is there was a lot of like the old military aircraft that you would see in the sky every so often. So, I started us off talking, you know, about Art Bell and me listening to uh, his show about the Men in Black. Mm -hmm. And, like I said, it is one of my favorite conspiracy theories. Uh, I have here nine different account encounters with agents, supposedly from the MIB. Um, Dr. Herbert Hopkins was working as a consultant on a UFO case in Maine. One evening, he received a phone call from someone supporting to be or purporting to be an activist in the UFO community, asking him if he could visit Hopkins to discuss the case. Only minutes later, the man arrived. The man was wearing a black suit and a black tie, and had very unusual facial appearance. Uh, appearance. No hair or eyebrows, and an extremely pale uh, figure. Hopkins' dog began barking erratically the minute the man entered the home, and after the bizarre visitor was finished questioning him about the UFO case, the visit got even stranger. Here's how it went according to uh, a website called The Night Sky. Uh, and I, I, th I know this story. I've heard this story before. Uh, the man in black informed Hopkins that there were two coins in Hopkins' pocket, which was correct, and asked him to remove one. Hopkins complied and held the coin, a shiny new penny in the palm of his hand. The MIB told Hopkins to watch the coin closely. After a few moments, the coin took on a silvery appearance and then appeared to be going out of focus. It then began to fade and eventually disappeared altogether. The MIB informed Hopkins that the coin would never be seen on this plane again. He then inquired as to whether Hopkins was uh, familiar with the alleged UFO abductee, Barney Hill. Hopkins replied that he had heard of Hill, but was under the impression that he had died in the not-too-distant past. The MIB informed Hopkins that was correct. Barney did have a heart, said the MIB, just like you no longer have a coin. Or didn't have a heart, just like you no longer have a coin. It should be noted that Barney Hill actually died of a, a cerebral hemorrhage. Uh, the MIB then gently suggested that Hopkins destroy any material he had related to the UFO case. Yep. Betty and Barney Hill. Uh, <laughs> Hopkins, extremely shaken by the encounter, followed the advice of the man and burned oh, yeah. all the files he had related <laughs> to the case while he repeated... Uh, Phone while he had repeated phone troubles after. The phone company said his line had been tampered with. Maybe to tap it, uh, he never saw the man again. Sounds like a typical MIB. Yeah. Uh, this one is uh, the doctor threatened by the men in black told and told to stop his UFO research. Dr. Albert K. Bender was a well-written and extremely intelligent researcher who found the international founded the International Flying Saucers Bureau. In 1955, his research was about to yield serious fruit as he prepared to unveil a paper that would prove the U.S. government had, 
to one degree or another, covered up proof of UFOs. He planned to publish his findings in the Space Review that was until he was visited by the Men in Black. Bender claims three men dressed in all black visited him at his home and warned him against pursuing the topic of UFOs any further. The men left Bender scared for his life and he immediately shut down all his research and the Flying Saucer Bureau. Many people knew, uh, who knew him claim that Bender was a changed man after this encounter. His later works were rambly, almost unreadable, and he seemed to live his life in constant anxiety and terror. He purported to still receive mysterious phone calls with nobody on the other end until the end of his life in 2002. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, we get mysterious phone calls now, but they're just trying to get get a hold of you about your car's extended warranty. Yeah. Now, in 1955, if he was trying to release anything, I bet you he was trying to release the documentation from Operation uh, High Jump, because that would have been right after that. You're correct. Yes. Uh, I have no idea. (laughs) Dr. Cookie's getting an education tonight. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Don't I every time, though? Huh? Don't I almost every time I come? Well, yeah, but that's because I like a lot of weird shit that nobody else <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, no, nor- I can't say that. Normally, we talk about a lot of Florida guys. Yeah. Gator bumps. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody loves a good gator bump. It's like he brings them with him. <laughs> yeah, I ain't got no bumps. Uh, <laughs> ain't no bumps on me. <laughs> the Maury Island. Everybody that went to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> the Maury Island incident. Uh, Harold Dahl and his son were salvaging logs on a fishing boat when they spied six donut-shaped crafts flying in the air above them. The crafts dropped molten waste onto the lake, which allegedly kills Dahl's dog and injures his son. A few days later, after talking about the affairs with his boss and friends, he was visited by a mysterious man dressed in all black. The man urged him not to discuss the encounter. Not long after, he was also visited by several Air Force agents who were said to be on the mission to gather information. Dahl's story definitely got the attention of various law enforcement agencies in the United States, leading the FBI to write a report on the matter. Not long after the encounter with the man in black, Dahl claimed that the whole thing was a hoax, but recanted years after having allegedly made the the first confession under duress. Now, I seen something later on that where one of these investigation TV shows went back to that lake because they had recanted their story, and they suspected because they had been, uh, you know, intercepted by the MIBs. So this group of people went back to that lake and drugged the bottom of the lake, and they found pieces of, look like welding debris, like clumps of metal and it was radioactive <laughs> so yeah Oops. i suspect they had the sighting reported it mib showed up and then they was like never mind yeah i didn't see shit yeah we, the we lied rules. we were just looking for attention someone I, I was talking to somebody the other day and they said they were in court and I, I i was like oh that sucks and they're like well i'm a witness and i was like see that's why i follow detroit rules i didn't see nothing i don't know nothing i wasn't even there yeah i wasn't there unless you got proof unless you got a videotape shows me there i wasn't there <laughs> denied, denied, denied. Yeah. Yeah. So, deniability. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Jim Templeton was shocked to discover this figure in the background of a photo of his daughter. I think you've seen That's that. an old You picture. know that That's one. a okay. Polaroid picture, and the Polaroid people looked at it, and they can't figure it out neither. He figured, uh, uh, he figured was not in the... It looks like the MTV award. Yeah. Yeah, actually it does. The figure was not in the camera's view when the, he took the photo, and nobody had any idea where it came from. The film was verified as authentic by Kodak, and Templeton's story went public. Not long after, he was visited by two government agents who referred to themselves as number 9 and number 10. They demanded to see the, uh, see the site of the photo and questioned Templeton about the event. When Templeton told them he didn't see the figure personally, the men became angry and stormed off uh, out of the field, uh, never to be seen again. Templeton was later contacted by two employees at a missile launch pad in Australia who claimed that they saw two figures that resembled the man in his daughter's photo on the launch pad security footage. Uh, apparently the missiles at the site in Australia had been produced only 20 miles away from where the field uh, where Templeton took the photo. Huh. Now, I've never heard that last part. Yeah, he took three pictures in a row with a Polaroid of his daughter in a field, yeah. and the middle picture's got, like, a guy dressed in a spacesuit. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, standing yeah. behind her, like, wee! <laughs> Waving. <laughs> uh, it's a bizarre little photo. It is. It, it was here. Uh, I'll end up posting this in the, the Facebook group for the Odd Pod, so everyone else can go back and see it. Yeah, but... Kodak even took the Polaroid picture, took it apart to see if it had been tampered with, and they said, "No, it's authentic. We, they don't. What it is is what it is." I mean, so either he caught something interdimensional, or somebody was they, they were fooling around and caught the attention of somebody. Else he hoaxed it, which I doubt. Why would or you? Or it had to be in a dimension, because there wasn't nobody around. Like he said, he didn't see anybody. He never saw anybody. It was him and his daughter in a field. <laughs> Just a quick blip. Bloop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Paul, Miller, Paul Miller was returning home after a hunting trip when they saw a luminous disc in the sky. The disc landed in the, an empty field, and two humanoids emerged from the craft. Miller fired his gun at them and believed to have injured one, when he fled down a rural road in his car. However, in the moment, he realized he had lost time, and it was almost three hours later when he was, uh, when he first encountered the craft. He shrugged it off and went back to his Air Force job the next day. However, upon entering work, he was immediately confronted by three men in black suits. They told him that they had his file. Uh, despite having told nobody about the event, the men said that they knew all about it and mentioned that the encounter would be best forgotten. Paul says, they seem to know everything about me, where I worked, my name, everything else. They also ask questions about his experience as if they already knew the answers. Miller, terrified, did not come forward about his experience until years later. Oh, Travis Walton, <laughs> Fire in the Sky. Right. All right, so I saw, I saw Fire in the Sky when I, I was a kid. And, oh, let me go back to why I'm into the paranormal, because this has been a thing that's run through my entire life. So I've stated before, I like reference books. I like weird knowledge on reference books. Well, because it's really hard to find, you know, reference books for a kid. Right. I ended up getting my hands on those pulp stories of paranormal and mysterious events and stuff like that. Each book was a different subject? No, oh. each book had like several different 
like types of stories in it. Like I had one that had like stuff about ghosts and aliens, and, Bigfoot and the Loch Ness monster. Yeah. So like <laughs> I've always kind of been interested. Like this is weird. This is cool. This yeah. is in the world. Maybe. Maybe. As an adult, I say maybe. <laughs> you've been trained that way. Um. But uh, when I was young, I also saw the movie Fire in the Sky. And uh, Travis Walton's experience uh, to forever, like he is stuck to the same story. To this day, he tells yeah, the same to, story. To this very day, it's the exact same story. No deviation, no changes, no nothing. And the only time he ever talks about it is if somebody goes and bothers him about it. Yeah. He never looks for publicity. No. Nope. Ever. He never has. No, and as such, with this, I would love to talk to him, but oh, yeah. as such, I understand, and nah. I've seen interviews with him by done by the little guy from TV. I forget his name. But the little guy. Yeah, he's got glasses. He's on every UFO show, and uh, he's a little goofy. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> he, he did a, 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 a two-hour interview with Travis Walton, and that was a really interesting interview. Um. But his description of the events are fucking terrifying. Oh, yeah. You know? Absolutely. And it's I, a traumatic experience from what people that remember being abducted, they, it's pretty terrifying. Yeah. Cows don't fare much better. Well, no. <laughs> they don't usually make it. No, they don't. It's amazing that we do. Some of us don't. Yeah, man. that's true. There's a lot of missing people. Well, one odd scene, the only reason that left, is because they figured out who the hell he was and was like, Yeah. Like I've always said, the big old bug-eyed things ever grab a hold of me, they better have some kind of paralyzing ray because I'll pluck them big almond <laughs> eyes right out of your skull. <laughs> it's not saying that we're immediately attacked. It's just if you become aggressive. Aggressive? My ass. Show your face. Oh, they're going to be aggressive. <laughs> your Show ass. your face and I'll freak out and pop your eye out. Well, I'm... <laughs> There's no guarantee that they will be aggressive. It's most likely. But... Here, here's the reality of it. If they was aggressive and menace any harm, we'd be dead. Yeah. If yeah. if they're that advanced that they're traveling in outer space from planet to planet, galaxy to galaxy, if they wanted us dead, we'd be dead. So yeah, they mean us no harm, yeah. or or we'd be harmed. See, knowing that, I, I'm wondering why the movie Men in Black. Like, so okay. Say this is real, okay? Let, let's just go with... It's real. Yeah, it's real. Why would you allow a movie like that to get made? Because then... Because it uh, makes fun of it. Yeah, but a lot of people know they exist, That's so okay. isn't Hiding that... Hiding in plain sight. Isn't Put it that out there. Let's, let's poke at it. Bring it out there. Get people used to it. Start talking about it. Get used to it, because eventually it's got to be let out. The rest of the world has already released it. Yeah. Honestly, Russia, what they're Europe. Doing is they're just giving us little tidbits here and there. They're preparing just, us. Yeah, preparing us for when we do finally meet them. We're, we're not, not like, shocked. Oh my God, ah. Right, we don't pluck their almond eye out. <laughs> <laughs> I blame religion like for that. Right, exactly. I, I, I'm going to go ahead and blame religion for that because I'm pretty sure the religious people, if aliens showed up tomorrow, would lose their shit. Every single it's religion would just freak the as hell out. As freaky as it would be, I think that we are average Joes. 
the three of us sitting here. I think yeah. we're, we represent America. First time Peter anyone's Willis ever claimed that I was average. average Thank you. <laughs> yeah, but I suspect if an alien spaceship come and landed in an intersection out there and we saw the light and we all three went running out there and some kind of almond gray alien came off and said, hey, what's up? None of us would freak out. I mean, we'd freak out that we was talking to an alien, but I'd want to talk to him. I would look at you and be like, what what did you put in my drink? (laughs) Yeah, what was that laced with? (laughs) What What was that little paper square? (laughs) 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 That's not legal yet. (laughs) Yes. We're working on it. All right, we're going to go ahead and take our, our next break, and then after this, everything will get a little more stable. Anyways, uh, for those of you that are listening, this is... Stable? Shut up! Do not laugh now. We are not stable in any subject. I realize that the choice of words was not necessarily the best, okay? I get that. Stable. Yeah, okay. All right, all right, all right. I'm just... I'm going to go ahead and turn that down. So... When we come back, uh, we'll get more into this. For those of you that are listening to the Fun Size episode, uh, join the Patreon or join us every Friday night at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern. Thanks for checking out the Odd Pod. If you want to hear the whole show, consider becoming a patron of our Patreon. Head to patreon.com forward slash the Odd Pod. We're also all over social media like an STI that won't wash off. Head to tapdetroit.com forward slash the Odd Pod to follow us today. We're already following you, and you forgot to buy milk. <laughs> 